0: Live from the Polymarket Market Studio in LA, keep watching, keep watching. it's the Young Turks. Welcome to the Young Turks. Jake Ugar and with you guys. Really interesting show for you guys tonight. A lot of news coming out of Georgia, of course, on Fonnie Willis, and unfortunately, some tragic news out of Israel, as usual, or Gaza more accurately, and Lebanon. But later in the show, should you be popping your collar? So, both fun and disaster stories, as usual. But, guys, especially, well, I guess only if you remember, but Check out our special we did on our 22nd anniversary yesterday. I thought it was really great if I must say so myself. No, but seriously, I think the members will especially enjoy it. So check it out if you get a chance. Of course, if you're not a member tyt.com slash join and we're doing a campaign throughout the year riders in the storm. We need as many people to join as possible and that includes you guys. So thank you, we appreciate you or of course hit the join button below on YouTube. All right, Anna.
1: Well, a lot of investigation slash court related news today. And story broke pretty recently, about a few minutes before we went live that I think is worth getting into. So why don't we start with the FBI informant related to the investigations into the Bidens. Special Counsel David Weiss, who of course is the individual prosecuting Hunter Biden, has officially indicted Alexander Smirnoff, a 43 year old who is described in charging documents as a former confidential human source for the FBI who gave agents false information in 2020 related to the Bidens. So the false information is exactly why he is now being indicted by special counsel David Weiss. Now the indictment returned by a grand jury in Los Angeles charges Smirnoff with making a false statement and creating a false and fictitious record. It's also worth knowing that the Republicans in the House of Representatives who are currently investigating the Bidens, had leaned heavily on this FBI informant and the claims made by Smirnov in order to pursue their investigation. And as we know, they have failed to really uncover any evidence implicating President Joe Biden in any of Hunter Biden's business deals with foreign agents. Now, Thursday's indictment according to the Washington Post, and I I do want to note this story is still developing, it just broke. Implicitly argues that some of the most sensational charges Republicans have sought to level against President Biden and his son were based on lies. And the main allegation that Republicans have been kind of throwing out there in regard to Joe Biden was that he sold his influence as vice president in an effort to make money off of Hunter Biden's foreign business deals. Now, if that were true, we would see some evidence. They've been investigating this literally for years now, but they have failed to turn up any evidence and instead they have leaned on the allegations made by this FBI informant. Smirnoff, according to the indictment, transformed his routine and unextraordinary business contacts with Burisma in 2017. And later into bribery allegations against Public Official One, the presumptive nominee of the two major political parties for president, meaning obviously Joe Biden. After expressing bias against Public Official One and his candidacy. In fact, as Washington Post reports, authorities also charged that Smirnoff, in talking to his FBI handler, really couldn't stop himself in expressing how much disdain and dislike he had for Joe Biden. And so he would even at one point point, Uh, point out that he believes that Biden is going to end up in jail. Smirnov allegedly reported to an FBI agent in 2017 that he had a phone call with the owner of the Ukrainian firm Burisma, in which it was discussed. That Joe Biden's son was a member of Burisma's board, which by the way was publicly known at the time. In 2020, the indictment charges that Smirnoff brought new claims to the bureau, including that he knew of conversations from 2015 to 2016 in which Burisma executives said that they hired Hunter Biden specifically to protect us through his dad, from all kinds of problems, Smirnov's claims that he knew of these conversations were false, according to the indictment.
0: Yeah. So, uh, his brother Yakov obviously uh, livid over this, even though he likes to joke around normally. But oh, that is wait. such an old school joke. Does anybody even no, remember that? No one no. knows. What that okay. Is. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so now, in all seriousness, uh, look, guys, politics is a giant mess now. Everybody's lying in every direction. And people are trying to smear everyone and it's hard to keep up. But court of law is where things are supposed to be decided. And that's because that's where evidence matters. And if you lie, it's a problem and you're there's going to be legal consequences. In press conferences, you could lie all day long, 24/7. and And I think that people started to believe that you could just lie to prosecutors. It's not a big deal. You could lie to the FBI and it's not a big deal. You could lie in court, not a big deal. Kind of a big deal. It turns out no, no, those laws are still on the books. And no, you cannot lie to prosecutors and FBI, etc. That is a crime and you will be arrested. And and does that make sense? Of course. Okay, so if I came up to you, let's say you're a MAGA dude. And I went to the FBI and I said, oh yeah, he was about to kill Biden. And then they put you in jail for 20 years. And I go, what, what, what? I it was just politics. It was just lying. It's not a big deal, right? We just normal political tricks. No, not normal political tricks. Well, that's a really serious crime that I would be committing in that analogy, right?
1: You're also leading investigators astray and wasting their time, wasting taxpayer resources by yeah. making false claims and filing false reports.
0: I mean, look, this stuff used to be so obvious, we didn't have to bother clarifying it. But now I feel like every day we have to clarify to not just Republicans, but some degree of independence because it's become such chaos that we have to say, remember guys, you're supposed to follow the law. Like. That's not complicated, right? No, these days it is. So what? Oh, it's a deep state. Deep state. Okay. So yeah, no, not deep state. He's apparently he's a giant liar and lied to to try to get uh, both Joe and Hunter Biden in trouble. I remember a day when Republicans cared about that. They cared about rule of law. They cared about law and order. At least that's what they said. They said it for decades. Maybe I was naive in believing them. So I'm glad this guy is under arrest and and I hope they bring him to justice.
1: Yeah, and you know, as the post notes, and I do believe this is true. It's actually fairly rare for prosecutors to charge someone uh, as they're charging Smirnoff for making false claims. But the reason why it was the case that he was indicted for his false claims is because he was really, his allegations were at the center of the investigation, Mm -hmm. right? So it's just a massive waste of time. Wholly unfounded, obviously motivated based on his uh, political hatred for the Bidens. And look, I'm of the mind that politicians overall, generally speaking are corrupt, awful people. I don't care if they're on the left or the right. We have seen examples of bad behavior and corruption all around. So I'm open minded to the idea that Joe Biden would, could potentially sell his influence in order to profit off of foreign business deals. But you have to see the evidence guys, simply making a statement about it as an FBI informant isn't enough evidence to hang your hat on the notion that Biden is guilty of doing that.
0: Look, I mean, if you watch the show regularly, you know we're fair. So we're, later in the show, we're gonna call out Fani Willis and her boyfriend who were messing up the case in Georgia for no damn reason, right? And why the hell did you hire your boyfriend and then he's taking you on trips? Bob Menendez crook, Democrat from New Jersey, why the hell would you defend a crook? That's what I wanna ask Republicans, why do you keep defending this crook? Why don't you pick someone else who hates the establishment? Why don't you pick someone else who hates Democrats or whoever the hell else you hate? Right? No, you got to stick with this guy. Look, and you charge nonsense, small little laws. I get it, man. You, there could be overzealous prosecution too. So, like when you say, "Oh, you on attack out of gun form," you didn't say that you had. Uh, were doing drugs at some point in your life as you were applying, right? I mean, come on. Imagine they bust poor conservatives on that. They all own guns. They all lied on those forms. Oh, right. No, that's Hunter Biden. Okay. Anyway, guys, for God's sake, get back to sanity. So yes, this is a it's a very significant crime to try to put somebody in jail over giant lies, let alone the effect it has on elections, et cetera. Anyway. I I hope you get it, I hope you get it. But if you still say, no, only Democrats should go to jail, but never Republicans, you're lost and there's nothing I could do to help.
1: Well, I think our audience, especially in regard to this story, absolutely gets it. But what I would also say is in trying to suss out whether there was bad behavior or unethical behavior in other cases where the allegations are lodged against someone who's a Democrat or someone on the left, be consistent about it. Right, be consistent and fair because our legal system, the way that we carry out these investigations, it's really important that we deal with facts rather than politically motivated figures who just want to go after someone based on you know, their you know, political affiliation or whatever it is. And so in this case, there's no evidence showing that Biden did anything wrong. And I'm glad that someone who made false statements as an FBI informant has been indicted. We need the facts, we need to make sure that the justice system is as fair as possible.
0: Yeah, and it gets muddled because they could bring goddamn politics into it all the time. So, for example, here, I'll defend a hard right winger. I'm already grossed out, but I don't mean a full defense. Let me just explain. So Matt Gates, he might have done something terrible with a 17 year old, right? Everybody just lets it go or whatever the Florida did because Matt Gates is on team Republican and so or they couldn't prove the case. I don't know, okay? Mm-hmm. Now Kevin McCarthy's got a grudge against him and he keeps leaking information about what is now an old case that Florida chose not to prosecute.
1: Correct, and we right. discussed it on the show yesterday and there was like this big hubbub about uh, leaked text messages between Matt Gates And a woman who had a history of being paid for sex work by Joel Greenberg, his uh, associate who got prosecuted for having sex with minors, uh, underage yeah. women. So girls. look,
0: you have to be able to use independent judgment. Say, look, I hate Matt Gates. And if this really was a crime, I it's a terrible and etc, right? But it's obvious that McCarthy's bringing it back up and establishment Republicans are bringing yeah. it back up for a political reason. 100%, yes. So then you have to take that into account. So this guy Smirnoff attacks Biden for a political reason. And tries to send Hunter Biden to jail, make sure Joe, that's a giant deal, right? So if you're angry about McCarthy kneecapping Matt Gates, on, you should be angry at Smirnoff trying to kneecap Joe Biden. Just we're asking you to be consistent and if you gave up on MAGA, that's fine. But if you're an independent out there, please, please just keep focused on things that are right morally, legally, logically, right? Mm-hmm. So you can make the correct decisions.
1: Why don't we move on to our next story, because there has been, well, let's just say the Fani Willis case is mixed to say the least. So let's go to the next story and talk a little bit about how a judge is now deciding whether Fonnie Willis should be the prosecutor involved in the election interference case out of Georgia.
2: No, 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 look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial.
1: A very fierce, Fonnie Willis, of course, the DA from Fulton County, Georgia, who decided to prosecute Donald Trump and his co-conspirators in the election interference case. An incredibly important case, and the reason why you see her on the stand testifying is because some information came out in regard to the lead attorney that she hired for this particular case. And that is an individual who she was engaged in a romantic relationship with, Uh, If you look at how much he had charged Fulton County for his services relative to the other attorneys on the case, he charged around $750,000, whereas others charged around $75,000. And then information came out about Fonnie Willis going on romantic getaway trips with him. And if he is paying for those trips, after she hired him to be the lead attorney in this case. Well, there are ethical concerns there, corruption, self dealing, you get the point. this whole hearing is meant to figure out whether the judge believes that Fonnie Willis should be taken off the case as a result of these conflicts of interest or potential conflicts of interest. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I watched the hearing today. I watched her testimony, I watched everyone, everyone's testimony. And it, in my opinion, does not look good for Fonnie Willis, despite what you might see online with the partisan brain rot. I'm just keeping it real. You have a lot of people on the left, broadly speaking, who think, no, no, this is totally fine. Why do we care about her personal life? I don't care about her personal life. No one should care about her personal life unless her personal life ends up melding into this incredibly important election interference case out of the state of Georgia. Now, with that said, before we get to more details about the court hearing today, I think it is worth going back to discuss the background of why we got to this point in the first place. So Trump co-defendant Michael Roman, who's a former Trump campaign staffer and a one time White House aide, alleged that Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade, so the lead attorney that she hired for this, had been involved in an improper romantic relationship that began before Nathan Wade, before he had been hired by Fawnie Willis. And that's an important allegation to keep in mind because there was conflicting testimony today. The motion says that Willis paid Wade large sums for his work that then benefited her personally when he paid for vacations that they both went on, you know, during their romantic relationship. They both claim that they're no longer in a romantic relationship that that relationship ended in the summer of 2023. So before I get to today's testimony Jenk, do you want to jump in
2: with some thoughts? Yeah.
0: First, I'm gonna quote somebody from uh, YouTube super chat here. William G Atheist number one wrote in, they were close friends long before the intimacy started after they spent long hours in the office on the case. This stuff happens all the time, I think it's beautiful. Mm, Okay, so brother, I think that you got the issue reversed. First of all, I like your title though. Uh, Okay, but a lot of the crux of today was did the relationship start? earlier or after he was already hired, because if it's after he's already hired. Yeah, there's some issues about office relationships, etc. But I wouldn't sweat that. I get it, people are human beings, it's not that big a deal. And you could argue with that because she's kind of technically his bossy, but he's a contractor, it gets complicated, right? But if they were going out before, then she hires him and funnels a giant amount of taxpayer money to him, Yeah. and then he uses some of that on her. No, that's not kosher. That's that's not beautiful. I don't mind their relationship. Their relationship can be beautiful. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not my business. You right. know me. I'm progressive. I don't give a damn at all. Right. But I care if it. It abuses the public trust, but I also want to say to the Republicans: What does this have to do with Donald Trump? Like, if you want to, if you want to go ha ha to funny, well, okay, fine, go ha ha, right? But I think a lot of them genuinely believe that means that Trump is innocent.
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs> what they're hoping, what? what they're hoping for, in my opinion, and I'm seeing this all over the internet, is that if. It is determined that Fonnie Willis was in an improper relationship or that she made her hiring decision based on the relationship, romantic relationship she had with Nathan Wade. Well, that means that this case is going to be thrown out. No, this case is not going to be thrown out. The only thing that they're trying to adjudicate right now is whether or not Fonnie Willis will remain the district attorney or the attorney, the prosecutor, you know, overseeing this case. Yeah. That's the main thing.
0: And so in a sense, she is on trial. So she makes it like, "Oh, I'm not on trial, but but you kind of are in this case, right? Like, so should you still be the lead prosecutor or shouldn't you? I, look, I don't know if they can, but first of all, I think they got to take out either Willis or Wade. And I would say Wade, I would keep, I mean, I would reverse it, right? Mm-hmm. And then later if you want to punish Willis for doing an inappropriate situation where you're misusing taxpayer money, okay, that's a fair you know question at least to investigate. But it doesn't have, anything to do with Trump's guilt or innocence, but one thing that he can do which sucks. And that's why people should be kind of mad at Fonnie Willis. I
1: am, yeah, I am mad at Fonnie Willis because was super irresponsible. Because if, if she
0: withdraws, then that causes a massive delay in the trial. Yes. And that's, uh, what have you done? What have you done? Why didn't you just hire a normal person that wasn't your boyfriend to lead this incredibly important case?
1: 100%, I totally agree with that. Again, this is not a conversation about the merits of the prosecution against Trump at all. But this has now become a major distraction, which could potentially delay this incredibly important case. Now with that said, Willis and Wade maintain that their relationship actually began in 2021. After Fonnie Willis had already hired him to be the lead attorney in this case. Now Wade says that he and his wife had both agreed that they would divorce back in 2015 after she was found to have had an affair. They did not divorce right away because they both wanted to wait until their children were all 18 years or older and so they waited several years. Now, the reason why we know about Fonnie Willis's relationship with Nathan Wade is because there was information disclosed during his divorce proceedings from his wife that was then seized on by the Trump camp of this trial. And they're like, wait a minute. You know, Wade's soon to be ex wife is now alleging that he went on these romantic getaway trips with Fonnie Willis. Fonnie Willis hired Nathan Wade. What's going on here? So that's how this all came up. Now, the reason why it's important to know what the timing is of their relationship is because, again, Nathan Wade, Fonnie Willis, they say they started dating after Fonnie Willis had already hired him for the Trump case. But in a sworn statement attached to the filing, Wade said the relationship began in 2022 after he was hired as special prosecutor and that he and Willis shared travel expenses and never lived together. We'll get to the travel expenses in just a moment, that's a huge part of the story as well. But there was some testimony today that contradicts this notion. Um, Robin Yerdy, a former friend and co-worker of Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis testified that Willis's personal relationship with a special prosecutor began before he was hired in the Georgia election interference case against Donald Trump. Let's take a quick
2: look at that testimony. And do you understand it that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her? Yes. So
1: their relationship according to a close friend and colleague of Fannie Willis began in 2019.
0: That's devastating. So. Look, if you say, "Oh no, we started after the trial, 2019 ain't nowhere near the trial. So either her close friend is lying or Fonnie Willis and Wade are lying. Why would the friend lie? I mean, unless later they prove that she took like some sort of massive bribe or something, I see no reason why the friend would lie. So it's super damning. I see a lot of reasons why Fonnie Willis and Wade would lie, right? So that was the backbreaker right there.
1: Now, Fonnie Willis and, and Wade, they maintain that in regard to their romantic trips. They went to Belize, they went, to, um, they went on a cruise together, they went to Aruba. They claim that Fonnie Willis paid him back, that he didn't spend any money on her.
0: Mm, this is where it's gonna get ridiculous.
1: Okay, so let's go to Nathan Wade's testimony about how he was reimbursed for these trips.
2: You said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? It was cash, she didn't didn't give me any checks. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations?
0: Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yes, ma'am.
2: Okay, and so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for?
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Now, obviously that's very convenient because you pay in cash. You don't have a paper trail indicating that Fonnie Willis has in fact reimbursed Wade for these trips. And then later when she testifies, she explains why it is that she carries so much cash with her. We'll get to that in a moment. But Jake, what are your thoughts yeah, on what
0: he said there? This is what the kids call sus. <laughs> or they did at least a couple of years ago. So, guys, come on, really? So you have to understand something. When they you say, "Oh no, no, it's okay. It wasn't inappropriate. He wasn't paying me with taxpayer money that I gave him, and then he took me to Aruba." No, 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 no. I was paying him back. The very first thing a prosecutor is going to ask you, or an investigator is going to ask you, is, "Oh, you paid him back? Great. Where's the bank records? Right? Oh, I don't have any bank records. And well, okay, well he's probably got the bank records if you paid him, right? Oh, he doesn't have it either. So what would you make up? The only thing you could make up is it was in cash. It was in cash, or maybe gold bullions.
1: Right, and even Come when it on. comes to cash, you know, the during cross examination, like the the attorneys asked, okay, well, if you like to carry cash with you and you pay that way, I mean, there would be records in your checking account of you withdrawing cash in order to pay him, and she said no that. Basically, she has kept certain amounts of cash at home. It fluctuates, and sometimes when she goes grocery shopping, she kept mentioning Publix, which made me very hungry because they have the best subs. But nonetheless, that's a side point. <laughs> um, that she would, you know, you buy your groceries, and sometimes it asks you if you want to take some cash out, and that she would always take a little bit of cash out, and then she would take that cash home, and you know, she would stash it away. And then when she would reimburse him, she so she tried to make it seem very complicated how she acquired that cash. And and how it would be difficult to determine the money that she withdrew from her account because of the different ways in which she withdrew it. I want to be fair to her and, and note that that's what she claimed.
0: And she claimed that her dad taught her to keep. Well,
1: uh, we got those videos.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I think it's absurd. Look, if it happens once like, hey, you went to Vegas, you want some money it happened to me once, once, right? And then, and then you use that cash for a little while, you give some to your wife, whatever for uh, some, yeah, okay, right. But you do this all the time, and it's never come up before. But the one time that the whole country is watching, and you need financial records, now you invent a story about how you always keep cash around just in case you need. Come on! All right, maybe, but like, very unlikely.
1: So, in this next clip, you're going to see Fannie Willis explain why it is that she tends to have cash on her and more importantly why she made a point to constantly
2: reimburse
1: Nathan Wade for the trips that they went on. Let's watch.
2: For many, many years, I have kept money in my house. That money in my worst days has probably only been 500 or or $1,000. At my best days, I probably had $15,000 in my house at Kate. cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house or wherever I'm laying my head. The money that you paid, Mr. Wade, the cash in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from? I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. You know which job it came from. Did it come from Fulton County or did it come from a private job? It came from, I don't, I'm not, what are you talking about? So it could have come from a private job because before I was DA, I was in private practice. So the testimony would become
1: combative at times, and you got a little taste of that. But I want to go to the next video dealing with Fonnie Willis paying Wade back. Because she really wanted to, like she insisted on sharing some personal details about their relationship dynamic and why it is that she always paid him back. So let's watch the next one.
2: It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills, Only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy.
0: Yeah, I I would not have told that story, <laughs> but I it, it but it's kind of mixed because on the one hand it made looks Nathan Wade look terrible under like, that bus. Oh wow, Flat the only thing a, a woman can do is make me a sandwich. Jesus Christ, what is that? Okay, but you know it makes it slightly more believable. She did throw him under the bus, and her saying. No, I'm a proud woman who pays my own way. Okay, that's the first believable thing I've seen.
1: Yeah, I, that's the reason why she shared that incredibly uncomfortable story, right? Yeah. To, to make a point about how she ensures that she pays her own way because she's trying to make a point to a guy who I guess is a misogynist and doesn't think that women are capable of doing that. Anyway, <laughs> that was She hired him
0: and became his boss. I wonder if he still thinks that, I don't.
1: Yeah, now look, If you're overwhelmed with where you are politically and that's kind of clouding your analysis of of how today went down. I will turn your attention to MSNBC. Now we know that MSNBC is notoriously in favor of the Democrats, provides cover for the Democrats, endless nonstop anti Trump content. But even with that in mind, here's how one of their analysts, looked at the case today and commented on it.
2: This is epic, this is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her,
1: she will be disqualified. Um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court, it's, it's a huge deal, I, I can't overstate it. And that wasn't the only legal expert who made that point. CNN also had a panel of legal experts and it seems like people who are grounded in what the laws are and what the ethics are saw today's proceedings and felt that she should be taken off the case.
0: Yeah, Um, so look, no one can know for sure, uh, but it looks terrible. Uh, And look, with MSNBC, you never know, they might be out. Because what happens on cable news is that when news breaks, someone will accidentally be human and tell you something that's true. True, yes. And then by the next morning, Scarborough's team will be out there going, no, you really, you gotta you remember Joy Reed, etc. You gotta defend Fannie Willis here, Fannie Willis is good, it's, I don't know. But the bottom line is, uh, even by introducing this huge issue into the case, she's mucked things up. Yeah. I mean, of all of the lawyers in Atlanta, The one person you hired to lead the case was your boyfriend? Nah, that's a terrible idea. And so now she might be in a lot of trouble, the case might be delayed. But again, it has absolutely no logical bearing on whether Trump did it or didn't do it. He did interfere with election officials in Georgia. He did try to fix the election. He did have fake electors. And and the last thing is, hey, you Republicans out there, you know that uh, Marsha Clark and Chris Darden, the prosecutors of OJ Simpson. We found out after the trial, they had a relationship and that's why OJ was innocent. (laughs) Well, that's your logic, right? (laughs) If the prosecutors had a relationship, then by definition, the defendant must be innocent. Now, that (laughs) logic makes no sense at all. And if you apply it to OJ, they'll go. And in fact, I did today online and a lot of people, no way. OG's a killer. You're proving my point.
1: Oh, my God. All right, everyone. We got to take a break. When we come back, we'll move on to some international news, give you some updates on what's happening in Gaza and, unfortunately, Lebanon as well. We'll be right back.
0: All right, back on TYT, Jane Canana with you guys. And a lot of you guys, we started this campaign, Riders on the Storm, to help us get through this terrible storm in, in digital media. And look at all these wonderful people who already chipped in on YouTube. These are all became members, Brooke G, Mohammed AJ, Wayne Lumley, The Woods Report, Peter Sacco, Sarah Zampini, Nabila Mohammed. Uh, and look at all these wonderful people who upgraded their memberships. It also helps tremendously. Mexican Dragon, Joshua Childress, and Toughnut. I've got more from our website, but I'll do that in another break. Box gifted five memberships, and Jarrett Williams just gifted one too. You guys are wonderful, and we need you. So thank you, Anna.
1: Well, we wanted to do an update on the war in Gaza, and. Well, we don't have good news, unfortunately. There's been no good news for Palestinians in this case, but the situation is dire in Khan Yunus and Nasser Hospital. Let's get to it. <laughs> As expected, Israeli forces have raided the Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunus, just a little north of the Rafah border town, which was the largest partially functioning hospital in southern Gaza. Now the IDF stormed the complex just hours after they had killed a patient and wounded six others inside the facility. The video you just saw featured one of the doctors inside the hospital who was filming as the bombing and shelling was taking place. You can hear gunfire in the background. Now, around eight to 10,000 Palestinians had been sheltering at Nasser Hospital. Overnight, a strike slammed into one of the hospital's wards. The strike killed one patient and wounded six others, all of whom were already being treated for previous wounds. Dr. Khalid Ulcer, one of the remaining surgeons at Nasser Hospital told the Associated Press. Now, Israel justified the attacks um, at this medical facility at this complex the same way they always do. Uh, The military said it had credible intelligence that Hamas had held hostages at the hospital and that the hostages remains might still be inside. Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, the chief military spokesperson said forces were conducting a precise and limited operation there. So precise and limited that they destroyed the hospital, but nonetheless, and would not forcibly evacuate medics or patients. Israel accuses Hamas of using hospitals and other civilian structures to shield its fighters. You know, a question that isn't asked ever is if Hamas now knows without a shadow of a doubt that the IDF is going to bomb the buildings anyway, even if they're using human shields, wouldn't they maybe think of a different tactic at this point? Like,
0: It's look, guys. If you still believe these talking points, you know, after all this time, you you lost the thread. You're just you're so biased you can't see straight. So you really think that the twenty eight thousand six hundred thirty three people were just all because Hamas was hiding behind human shields and Bugali G and Netanyahu Netanyahu had no uh, way of uh, acting without falling into Hamas's trap. Of killing those civilians and then uh, arousing sympathy for Palestinians all across the world, it's absurd. And the idea that uh, well, uh, Hamas should have gone to a non-civilian place in Gaza, and where would that be? And why would they do that? Then Israel would immediately either capture or kill them. But they they say these things, and people go, oh yeah, 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 they're using human shields. There's nothing All Gaza is a civilians, I mean, when Hamas hides between those civilians, they say like in the tunnels or they exist because they're in a house. Well, where the hell else were they supposed to go? We got, look, you could hide inside of a house in Cleveland and be like, God damn it, I can't believe he's using human shields. There's 10 people in that house, that doesn't mean I should bomb the house. And that doesn't mean I should bomb the entire block and kill everyone on the street. Because there was a guy hiding in a house with civilians. It's insane to say that you should murder those civilians in order to get that bad guy. It's insane to say that. If
1: a Hamas militant had on October 7th, for instance, um, when they had entered Israel, uh, let's say they go to a kibbutz. If they had entered a kibbutz and they were holding Israeli civilians hostage, would the IDF drop a bomb on that kibbutz? Would they?
0: I mean, look, if the kibbutz was inside Israel, no way. There's no
1: way they're gonna do it, there's no way, In fact,
0: Israel would explode if they did that. And think about that, guys. I know we all lose our humanity to some degree in a war, right? But if Netanyahu bombed a kibbutz in Israel because there was a Hamas member inside, they would immediately get rid of Netanyahu. How dare you kill those innocent people? But when he does that to 28,000 Palestinians, they think no big deal. And by the way, America, our government, not our people, but our government goes, no big deal. Totally, yes. If you kill Israelis, a huge, gigantic deal, and it should be. You kill Palestinians, no big deal. Every day, 100, 150 innocent Palestinians die, and no one cares. I mean, think about it, guys. Why am I so torn up about it? Because every day we don't get those people help, another 100, 150 innocent people die. And mostly women and children. How many women and children are you going to massacre daily? And now we're all supposed to pretend that Israel is a lovely democratic state and that is our ally. We're supposed to pretend Joe Biden's not a monster for caring about his political career more than he cares about those innocent women and children. No, I mean- no deal.
1: I really question how much Joe Biden cares about his political career considering how much support he's losing for his unwavering commitment to Israel regardless of what that far right government. You no, know, but to remember
0: do. his dumbass brain is stuck in the 1990s. I mean, you kiss Israeli donor ass, You mm, APAC, APAC, Lockheed Martin Raytheon defense contractors oh, and they'll never catch us because hey, mainstream media, Joe Scarborough, go tell go lie to everyone and tell them I'm a saint. Right? He believes it, Anna, he really believes that he's going to manipulate and is the mainstream media on his behalf is going to do so much overwhelming propaganda for him and for Israel that he's not going to have a political price. I mean, they have he can't it. read a goddamn <laughs> poll, he's in the 30s. His his chance of losing is around 98%. He can't read a poll, he's like, no, I got this, I gotta get Joe Scarborough to lie for me and I spent a lot of money, I got this, no you don't, you moron.
1: So let's get back to the story because there's a lot more details that are worth sharing with the audience. So, So the other thing is, they believe allegedly, the IDF and the Israeli government believes that there were hostages kept in Nasser Hospital. Okay, so a released hostage told the Associated Press last month that she and over two dozen other captives had been held in Nasser Hospital. So it only makes sense for Israel to then bomb Nasser Hospital, oh, yeah. where the hostages are allegedly.
0: Okay, hey, I'm sorry, on, real guys. quick, real quick, one more time, guys. Somebody kills someone I love, I'm going to be livid, and I wouldn't be surprised if I went and killed that some bitch myself. Okay, and if you said that some bitch is in that hospital. Would I drop a bomb on the hospital, who would be monstrous enough? Who would be that awful a human being to go, let's go kill everybody in the
1: hospital. Are you insane? Okay, but aside from, look, I already know, we already know. Can we just stop pretending Israel doesn't care about Palestinians at all? Okay, the Israeli government doesn't care, the IDF doesn't care. And honestly, at this point, based on public polling in Israel, unfortunately, the people of Israel don't care. Okay, bomb away, kill them all, who cares? Let's let's get our hostages back. That's all they care about. They don't they, even care about that. By the way, that. the government doesn't care about the hostages. Yeah, the
0: people do. But The
1: people do. They want the hostages. You have a released hostage telling the Associated Press, they kept hostages at Nasser Hospital, and then the IDF proceeds to raid and bomb Nasser Hospital. How does that make any sense?
0: It doesn't. It's dumb. And by the way, right now, what did they rescue? Two or three hostages the other day. Two. Two. So they're at minus one hostages rescued. They killed three themselves. Uh, I don't know, God knows how many they killed at Nasser Hospital or wherever else they there bombed. There
1: was one other hostage early on in the war that was uh, rescued?
0: Freed or rescued. Okay, net zero, nice job, wow. Maybe okay. that's what Netanyahu stands for, net zero hostages rescued. But tons of bombings, lots of Palestinians murdered, so he's feeling great about himself.
1: So in the end, uh, it appears that they have destroyed the hospital. Uh, the video that we showed you early on in the segment uh, featuring a doctor, a surgeon in the hospital filming what was going on. Um, I want to show you a longer version of that video because you can see in the background that the hospital part of the hospital at least has collapsed. Let's take a look.
2: أنت أمير 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 يا هذا حسبيته في حج في حجته في حد في جوا هاي هاي وين في حجوا في جوا
1: في طح في طح So I showed you that longer version, not only so you can see what happened to the hospital itself. But I mean, imagine being in that situation where you hear gunfire. Everything is just absolute chaos, death and destruction all around you. And that's, that's not one day in the life of a Palestinian right now. That is every day in the life of a Palestinian in Gaza.
0: Look, the Israelis are blinded. I'm sorry, brothers and sisters. But are, if you can't see that this is getting the whole world to hate you, you can't see that? You think that the world's going to go, oh, wait, Obama Hospital. I bet you had a right to defend yourself. Do you not understand that that sounds mental? That it doesn't matter if you don't, and you've never even heard of a Jewish person or Israel or anything. You tell a random person in the middle of Indonesia or Peru, hey, these guys went in and killed. Twenty-eight thousand six hundred thirty-three people. They bomb hospitals. They do. They dig up graves and and destroy their ancestors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they call it right to defend themselves because they got attacked and and lost five percent of those people, their own people. Come on, guys. Nobody's gonna think that. Nobody's gonna think that you're destroying hospitals. You've butchered so many people now over 12,000 children dead. The M- majority of the people killed in Gaza's women and children. It doesn't matter if you think that's the greatest thing in the world. No one else does, no one else does. So I-, I know you're not gonna believe me, but on behalf of people I care about, stop this, stop, you're destroying the reputation of Israel. You're destroying the rep. and then they they call it a Jewish state. So then all of a sudden people are attacking Jews. That's a terrible thing to do, don't do that. And at the same time, Israel, what are you doing? Snap out of it, the whole world hates you now.
1: They're not going to, they're gonna keep doing what they're doing. Um, Listen, I'm less concerned about how the world views Israel at this point. I'm concerned about innocent people who are being slaughtered every single day. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many dead children's bodies you see lying on the street. It doesn't matter how many times the IDF just shoots and kills an innocent person waving a white flag with sniper fire. They don't care. They don't care. Like that's the thing that crushes the soul. Right? Like Jake, you talk about, "Oh, how the entire world views Israel." How do you focus on that? When all I can think about is how little the world cares about Palestinians.
0: Because the people who can stop this is the Israeli electorate who can get rid of Netanyahu, they still have that power. And if they're the only people in the world because America is impotent. All of our political leaders go, well, what does the Israeli prime minister say? He's our boss, so we're gonna work for him. Whatever he says, Joe Biden the other day said he has no power to stop him. (laughs) <laughs> you have $4 billion a year you give me you have $14 billion extra you're trying to give them now. You're So you're pretending that you have no power. So America's not going to come to help. That's the bottom line. United Nations, the whole world together, not going to come to help. They can't help you. UNRWA and other UN organizations do bless their hearts. But overall, there's no cavalry. The only people that could stop the slaughter is the Israeli electorate. They're not going to. And so what I'm trying to tell you is, and you could hate me and you could not believe me, etc. But brothers and sisters, you're getting the whole world to despise you. Oh no, just- no, they already hated us. No, brother, I know, I know from the world history. I know we've talked about it a thousand times, but not like this, because a new generation, a whole eight billion people right now are watching with their own eyes. I saw kids being taken out of the rubble again today. They're taking out body parts. What are you doing? They had a guy that they did uh, put him in duct tape. They had him as a hostage of Palestinian. They tell him to go inside the hospital and warn them that they're gonna bomb the hospital. I'm like, okay, at least they're gonna warn them that he's bombing the hospital. No, they bombed it anyway. And as the guy was leaving the hospital, they shot and executed him. That what is that? That's a human shield. That's a human shield that the IDF used, and you don't mind that the snipers executed them. No, they don't. Come on, they and don't. then you expect us to think, oh, you guys are angels, and the Palestinians are bad guys? Because
1: they're the perpetual victims, Jenk. They're the perpetual victims. That's it. They're always forever victims, and so anything that they do to brutalize others is totally fine because of what happened to them. And I disagree with that. What happened to them was horrendous. And they shouldn't want to carry out the same atrocities against other innocent civilians, but that's what's happening right now and it's not going to change. And that's the part that crushes the soul, that they can see these images day in and day out and say, no, no, but you guys don't understand, we're the victims.
0: Man, you're so blinded and I get it It's because historically you have been the victim.
1: Yeah, you guys are the ones with the power now, okay, but You 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 have the world's largest military power in the defending you. You have US taxpayers sending you billions of dollars every single year. And we're about to send you another influx of tens of billions of dollars. You have the United States government who can't be bothered. The United States president who can't be bothered, okay? To really fight for programs that benefit his own people going around Congress, subverting Congress in order to send you military aid. But they're the victims, they're the ones who have the Iron Dome, who have military capabilities, defense capabilities that Palestinians could only dream of, okay? And they're the victims, right? They're the victims.
0: It's absurd, guys, if you don't see it, it's like saying that the. Uh, Amer- the American government is the victims of Native Americans. Can you believe that uh, You know the Native Americans fought back against the cavalry? I mean, well, we were in the middle of butchering them and <laughs> ethnically cleansing them and those sons of bitches fought back. Well, we had a right to defend ourselves, so we killed all the Native Americans. We killed a giant majority of them. We gave disease blankets to their babies so we could watch them die. But we're the victims. No, America was a giant power at that time. We were not the victims. Israel is a giant Power. If that hasn't gotten through to you yet, you're the one with the giant military backed up by the greatest military built in human history. If you think that you're the weak, innocent victims and the Palestinians you've kept as prisoners for 75 years are the strong, powerful aggressors, you have lost your mind. I'm trying to help you as a friend, but whether you believe it or not.
1: All right, let's take a break. They're bombing Lebanon too now, so we'll get to that.
0: Back on TYT, Jen and Anna with you guys. I want to thank all these wonderful people at TYT.com who just contributed or became members. Green 8039, Swanee 500, K Dangerous 007, Lydia Rocks, Useless Ego, Michelle 111, Camshaft 8, TYT user with a bunch of numbers, and there's a ton more people, but they didn't put they didn't choose a handle. Love you guys. Thank you. TYT.com/slash/join. You could join, or you could become, or you could do a donation. Makes a huge difference. We're doing a campaign, and we need it. Thank you. Let's read
1: some more comments, Jenk, so we can. uh, We got to dip out a little early. Not early. We got to dip out on time. So let's read a few more comments. Okay, we'll do that.
0: Uh, It's just Jess says I'm proud to be a TYT member all the way since the Obama days. I discovered TYT on Swagbucks all those years ago and fell in love because of Jenk and Anna's honest Jenk and Anna's honest reporting. Love you guys. Love you too, Jess. Uh, Now. I will read uh, YouTube members real quick. Benu Nasir, these are all folks who just joined. Nino uh, De Silvio, Yahodi, uh, 42 Adrian R, Lucy Antigua, tarrot and Cody Elmore gifted a membership. Guys, we're uh, doing a campaign called Riders in the Storm. Almost every other digital media company uh, is out of business. Uh, the only people keeping us in business is you guys. So it's not theoretical, it's real and we need you. So either hit the join button below, we get 1% of YouTube uh, you know, audience to, to join us. Boom, we're set and we're gonna survive the storm. So we love you guys if you do that by hitting the join button or upgrading through that button makes all the difference. We're gonna take a quick break here when we come back. We've got stories on Lebanon and more.